Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. In today's episode, I'm joined by Carl Leonard, a cybersecurity strategist for EMEA at Proofpoints, and we're going to discuss what it takes to build an effective information protection program. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, much. A pleasure. Happy to join today. Yeah, pleasure to have you. Um, could you just go into a, a kind of, you know, who you are and what you do at Proofpoint? Sure. Uh, so I'm a cybersecurity strategist. Uh, that means that I have the uh, pleasure of meeting with organizations to help them understand what problems they may face um, and how to best prioritize their information protection programs, what tools they need, what insights they may seek to uh, better understand the space uh, and know how to really attack the problem. Here at Proofpoint, we simply uh, protect people and defend data. And we have a suite of products to help do that. And they are people-centric security products. And uh, I, I think as we discuss today about this uh, challenge that all businesses are facing, uh, it'll be very much the case that the research shows that people are the center of the problem. Uh, so I've got some nice stats for us uh, later on in the conversation. Oh, lovely stuff. I always like to hear that. Um, but the first thing I kind of wanted to ask you today, Carl, is just to just to kick things off, how big of a problem is data loss and insider threat? So the bad news, unfortunately, is that things are seemingly getting uh, worse in that there has been an increase in insider-led cybersecurity incidents. Um, if we consult uh, a recent report, a, a 2022 report, uh, Panaman's cost of insider threats, a 44% increase in the last two years uh, during the uh, pandemic time period. Uh, and unfortunately, the cost of handling those incidents has, has also uh, increased. Um, the, the way to understand insider threats is to try and group them into three categories. Uh, Panaman themselves uh, call them negligent users. Uh, a credential theft and then malicious users. So negligent users are employees that simply don't know better. Uh, they're, they're careless in their actions. They may not encrypt files before uploading. They might happily start using a new cloud application. Um, they may not uh, see any problem in sending uh, files in, in clear text over email. And then you've got the outright malicious users. Interestingly enough, the careless users accommodate for more than half of incidents that uh, the Customer Insider Threats Report uh, analyzed, and a quarter were malicious. And then the third category uh, of insider threat is uh, the, the compromised user. So we, we know external attackers, threat actors, are seeking to steal credentials because, as we now know, everyone is now using cloud applications. They're using collaborative workspaces and our email, and in some cases, uh, 65% of businesses think their most sensitive data is in email. Uh, and all these need account credentials, and attackers unfortunately go after those. 
So it, it's it's becoming a, a bigger problem. Um, certainly with our own research here at Proofpoint, we did a study of 2,000 customers in 2021, and we found that 96% of organizations experienced employee account takeover attempts. Now, that's attempts. They weren't all successful. Unfortunately, some were, because oftentimes organizations deploy tools in monitor-only mode. Uh, rather than respond. So 96% of organizations, that's a big figure. Um, CISOs know that the biggest threat in the next 12 months is likely the insider threat. Uh, And of course, uh, I'm sure your listeners are well familiar with the uh, various on 2022 data breach investigations report. That's the 15th such report that Verizon have produced. 82% of breaches analyzed in that uh, report involved the human element. And then uh, number two and number three were malware and stolen credentials. So once the attackers get in the door, that's how they can then manipulate your employees to click on links, download attachments, interact with them. So that's on the inside of threat piece. And then when we're looking at um, data loss as well, yes, we immediately think of intellectual property theft. So let's, uh, let's not forget to mention ransomware. We've got extortion ransomware that encrypts our data. So that compromises the availability part of the CIA uh, triad. And then we've got that's the confidentiality, integrity, and availability, of course. And then we've got double extortion uh, ransomware now that encrypts your data and steals it or threatens to make it publicly available, having, having stolen it. So that, that can incur uh, data loss as well. Um, we've even seen and uh, ransomware like Lockbit, uh, those threat actors contact employees asking for their help with installing ransomware. So, so we have to. How do we get to this place? Well, we've got a work from home, work from anywhere, bring your own device uh, environment now. Accelerated even more so in the last two two and a half years. Businesses have migrated to the cloud. You know, we're using tools like Microsoft Office 365 for our productivity applications, Google Workspace. We're using payroll applications that are hosted in the cloud, all the data is hosted in the cloud. We're using virtual meeting tools. Uh, and unfortunately, it's, a, it's a, a perfect storm with um, the use of cloud, employees not in the office. And I think you've probably heard the term, the great resignation, probably more accurately to say a great attrition. Uh, sort of natural cycle of people joining organizations, leaving organizations, feeling as though they can move around more frequently nowadays. And that could also result in data theft as they take data with them as they move out of the organization. So it's it's becoming a, a greater concern. CISOs know it is, and know to expect it. They now just need some way to, to handle it. We, you've you've kind of touched quite a bit on the fact that you know the user can be the root cause of the problem. Um, so, what exactly you know can be done to um, you know help the ones that you know are unintentionally sort of creating this problem? So, we've spoken about data theft and data loss. That's the outcome of uh, an incident. So, let's look at the root cause. Email is still the number one threat vector for how. Um, uh, nefarious links, emails, attachments get into organizations. Um, so the threat actors are looking to steal credentials. They're looking to access inboxes. They're looking to abuse 
the access to email accounts, they can then, we, we call it email account compromise. They become that end user. They use their account to then further conversations, hijack threads, and then drop instructions for wire transfers. This is typical of sort of a business email compromise uh, attack. And likewise, insiders themselves can make mistakes, as we've seen with negligent users. Insiders can go rogue with uh, malicious intent. So first off, we need to really prioritize stopping those emails coming in. So there's obviously various email security products that people can purchase to, to, to do that with very high efficacy rates. So we're talking sort of 99% plus detection rates to stop that unwanted email getting in. However, there is no silver bullet in cybersecurity. You, you can't offer 100% protection against everything. So what we could do for, on an end user perspective is train them and encourage behavior change. And the and encourage behavior change is very important. We can raise security awareness within our employee base so they recognize that, oh, this, this might be a fish. This might not be from our CEO. I will look closer at the sender address to see that, oh, there's a typo in there. It's not what I was expecting. I probably shouldn't interact with this email. You, you can raise awareness through training, but you've got to change user behavior to reduce risk. They need to then know to report that suspected phishing email to their IT team, preferably in a, 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 a cool way of maybe just clicking a button and it automatically reports and automatically then analyzes uh, the email. You need to know which of your employees are being targeted. So again, there's tools and technology that you can use. Uh, we call them very attacked uh, people, VAPs. So ultimately, you can deliver right training the right time to the right people. We can, we can do things like encourage adoption of uh, 2FA or multi-factor authentication uh, to help protect those credentials because that's so, so vital because we know that our data is, is in the cloud. So users can help. I always say that um, if the users are not trained, they could be part of the cybersecurity uh, problem. But they, they need help. They need coercing into doing the right thing. Uh, they need to know when they're doing the wrong thing. And that includes when they are processing data, moving data, sending files to the cloud, running new cloud applications. There needs to be a layer of understanding of the behavior of those end users. So there's, there's plenty of tools, uh, CASB, uh, Insider Threat Management, et cetera, that can help organizations get that visibility and control back. Yeah, I mean, can certain types of automation and AI help in this case as well? Massively. Um, so I've been exposed to machine learning models since 2006 in my career. Um, back then, it was um, you know, configuring a model, training it, uh, with your training data, leaving it to run overnight and seeing the results in the morning. Um, th things are much uh, easier nowadays, but uh, certainly machine learning, so smart algorithms that help us ultimately to augment our decision-making processes and apply things like tags, confidentiality tags to, to data to help us understand what is our most sensitive data and where is it. It helps us to speed up detection. 
So you can apply it to the uh, business email compromise uh, problem space, for example. Um, such emails typically don't have a link, don't have an attachment. They wish to engage in a conversation with the, the employee in order to then uh, finally hit them with an instruction to conduct a wire transfer. Uh, you know, the FBI have said that that's a $43 billion problem globally with, with money lost to that particular attack type. So it's, it's, it's important that we use machine learning uh, in the right way to help SOC teams overcome their problems with staff shortages, allow them to have lunch breaks, keep up with the volume of threats and augment their decision-making processes. And machines are really good at decision-making because they don't have emotions. They present the facts. They look at the data that's in front of them to make decisions on the important data, the confidential data, the sensitive data, the, the trade secrets, and allow us to locate those very, very quickly. So machine learning can help with automation, but you've also got to have really good reporting. You need visibility on what is happening over the email security issues, on the, the data loss, the user behavior, because then once you've got visibility, you can start detecting when things go wrong and then you can offer protection. So it's about visibility, detection, and then protection. Uh, I think it would help SOC teams enormously if they were to look to tools that help them overcome those challenges. So, you know, that, that's a good kind of list of the challenges that the kind of enterprise needs to overcome before embarking on that challenge. One thing that I was kind of interested to ask you as well is if you could dispel some myths about the information protection space, uh, what would they be? Well, it's, it's interesting you've, you've turned it information protection space. That's a, that's a good objective to do so rather than just a pure DLP. Uh, legacy DLP has, has its issues. Uh, it's often thought that um, DLP can identify all types of data, like uh, structured or unstructured, all types of loss, nefarious or, or otherwise, and protect at all times. Uh, and unfortunately, can't always protect from motivated adversaries. So the myth that it's all about the data, it, it's not. It's, a, it's about the employee. It's about the people. It's about their behavior. It's about the context of what they were doing when they received that phishing email, clicked on the link, and now we find that their account has accessed files they wouldn't ordinarily access. So that context is important. So it's not just about the data, it's about the people as well. Uh, and, and another big stumbling block that I find organizations have is they think it's just an IT problem that should reside within the IT team. It, it's, it's not. Information protection is a business challenge to overcome. It's very important to get the right executive sponsorship across departments, HR, legal, uh, department heads, to have them figure out what data is most sensitive, um, what is the biggest risks to them, what if that were to leak out of the organization, and how to do that in a privacy-focused way to protect privacy of employees, but also to protect customer data uh, to continue in business. Another myth is that you have to solve every scenario right away. Focus on the most important, focus on the most impactful, focus on your most sensitive data, run a tabletop exercise. Imagine different scenarios that might occur. For example, 
if you are onboarding 10 new sales uh, people and they are then accessing all of this new uh, customer data some of them might not stay through the probation period so when they get to that point they might then become a, a an at risk lever so you've got to think what could they take with them what have they been exposed to and what controls and visibility do we have in place to to help us uh, another myth that i found is that everything has to be done on prem you know on, on premise uh, with 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 agents you can have cloud native deployments that give you really fast time to value you can show the benefit of deploying uh, say inside threat management or data loss prevention technologies in place to show that there are issues in your environment and unfortunately got close to 20 years experience now in the cybersecurity space every proof of concept that i've been involved in or heard about has shown value so that tells me that organizations have a great opportunity to start identifying these issues that may result in uh, data loss, data theft. So again, another myth that I've seen is that you have to classify everything first. That's your data. Uh, you you have to be at some sort of stage of readiness and even to embark on an information protection program. I would suggest start, start now. Uh, there are issues that are probably occurring in your environments right now that will occur in the future. Don't wait for the data breach. Get get started now. Yeah, I think that's definitely a really, really good point to make. Um, I think one last thing that I kind of wanted to ask you as well, Carl, is you know what can Proofpoint offer to help businesses that are kind of you know dealing with these uh, myths right now and kind of you know falling victim to a lot of those uh, user problems? Um, how, how can Proofpoint help uh, those businesses to protect their data? Okay, so. Um... Let, let, let's break it down into that um, uh, visibility detection protection. So businesses can better understand the extent of the problem they may be facing by uh, consulting research papers. Do check out our Voice of the CISO 2022 report. It's available on our website. It was a survey of 1,400 CISOs and it really gives an insight into what they are prioritizing so it could help you also prioritize and think about the problems you may be uh, facing if you can have uh, some way to detect those issues once you have uh, visibility of them and you've decided that that's a priority then you can deploy various tools obviously email security a leader in that space uh, dlp as well inside of threat management Cloud Access Security Broker, we have a, a solution there, a Casby solution that gives you visibility into your cloud accounts and how they might be compromised. Remember that stat, 96% of organizations experienced a cloud account takeover attempt, give you that visibility and control. And, and we have, we have a, a fantastic security awareness training tool to help you deliver the right training to the right people at the right time. Ultimately, Proofpoint can be your security partner uh, to help you protect the productivity tools you use. And we know that um, the last two years have demanded that businesses adjust how they work, working from home, working from anywhere. Uh, we're now in a hybrid environment where we occasionally go into the office a couple of days a week or once a month, and we still need to have that protection 
move with the employee because it's the employee that's generating the data. It's the data that we need to defend. Excellent stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Carl. It was really, really great to get your insights into today's topic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no worries at all. And uh, thank you to everyone listening as well. We hope you took a lot away from today's discussion, but for further information on what we discussed, please head on over to proofpoint.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com. Mm-hmm.